Craft Beer Radio, episode 496 on Friday, April 12th, 2019. Welcome to Craft Beer Radio, the internet's longest running beer podcast. I'm Jeff. And uh, that's Jeff. And we got Greg over there. And you got Greg, Greg too. Jeff and Greg from Craft Beer Radio. Oh my God. Whoa. So a lot of these beers are beers that I brought back from Seattle. Mm-hmm. Um, one of them was from listener Mike, and one of them is one of our cellar beers. That now this was only from a 2016, so it's practically new. <laughs> Barely a cellar beer. We got a few IPAs. Let's start with this one. This is Off Grid IPA. I mean, we're going to be doing a few IPAs a show for a while. Yeah. <laughs> we have a lot of IPAs. It's from Backwoods. Backwoods. Which one is this? This is the Off Grid Brewing Company. Off Grid. Off Grid IPA, six point two percent off by volume, forty IBU. Carson, Washington. Off Grid, IPA. Let's see if I can get any data on this. Okay, didn't break my watch. Good. That's always good. Backwoods Brewing Company. Taking lots of... I'm splitting it between Greg and my glass quite a bit because it's definitely more hazy at the bottom than the top. And so we have fairly cloudy beer. Nice, creamy, shaving cream style head. Kind of a mix of dank and tropical on the nose. Mm. Pretty dank to me. Yeah, but there's also like some passion fruit in there too, though. Yes, that is true. Okay, can I talk at your thing? Your 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 the, the beer. Sorry. Yeah. Um, I'll show you my thing. <laughs> you will. Oh, great. Because um, I see on their website, Off Grid IPA colon Whistle Punk. It says it's the first rendition of Awkward IPA to hit the streets. So, okay. Um, yeah. Yeah, that makes sense. What I'm smelling based on what, what I see in there. Oh, okay. Would you, would you hazard a guess? Hazard a guess? El Dorado? Three ops. El Dorado. And... Maybe some Amarillo, and let's go with some Galaxy. One for three. One for three. They pack 99 pounds of Amarillo, Simcoe, and Mosaic hops. I almost said Mosaic. Into each 20-barrel batch of this, they call it a Northwest IPA. Okay. It's a little hazy. It wasn't hazy at the top of the can, but I poured it pretty vigorously because I didn't want to leave any of the... Potential haze goodiness in the can. They would not one but two dry hop editions, which is probably where it gets its haze from. Could be, yeah. It's at least on the nose, it's much more dank than a northeast mm-hmm. IPA. With more of a like you said, there is some of that like passion fruit, which I'm sure is coming from the mosaic, mm-hmm. but there's a lot of amarillo in there too, and they're really going for the Move on to the flavor, though, because 
I mean, if you're putting in tons of Amarillo, you could expect it to be catty. And this one gives you a great, like, fleshy, tropical flavor to it. It's not really dored or catty or anything like that. Um, I'm getting passion fruit through in the flavor, too. There's, like, a spiciness to it as well. There's, um, you know, from, like, I think the intense dry hopping, it's kind of, like, burning your tongue a yeah. little bit. There, is, this has one of the things that I have noticed before, which I, we've talked about before, but it's still fun Simcoe I mean is used so wild mm-hmm. it, it's Simcoe and it can be bracing and Amarillo also mm-hmm. but together they can marry yeah and this beer isn't what you think of an Amarillo Simcoe beer mm-hmm. I mean you're talking about a married but when you like when I think of those flavors I don't necessarily think of a married I think of them being as two very dank flavors and no that, that that's my point yeah. is that for some they they have alchemy together yeah. that they don't necessarily yeah, I haven't, have I haven't necessarily thought of that myself but tasting this beer it really makes that tropical kind of shine through this is a pretty... now it ends with kind of a very green papaya mm-hmm. thing and that that's a lingering bitterness on your tongue and i think it's characteristic of the northwest that there's this lingering or the northwest style i should say that there's a lingering um Okay. A lingering kind of mm-hmm. bitterness that just stays around. Yeah, it is pretty bitter. I mean, the sip I just took kind of is dug in, and it is not necessarily one of those beers you would say that's less apparently bitter, right? This one has a serious bitterness to mm-hmm. it. So how many IBUs would you be guessing on this one? 85. They say 40. 40? Okay. My guess is they're thinking, you know, well, when you dry hop, mm-hmm. the aroma, you know, the aromas and flavors going through, but yeah. the bitterness doesn't. Well, well, maybe, maybe it's like bitter lupulin. I get. I, I my yeah. guess is they're just not yeah. counting the hops for bittering that they put in the double. But I mean, it's bitter. It's really bitter. So I don't. Mm-hmm. I, I would say they haven't done a chemical test on this. They just sort of did the math. <laughs> or the dry hopping is just giving it a different appearance, and it's not. Technically bitter. It's the opposite of less apparently bitter. It's more apparently bitter, right? It's <laughs> yeah. I don't come across that often. Yeah. Uh, so I don't know, and I, we don't have the equipment to test. Yes. I like this. My sample's gone already. I thought it was quite drinker, good drinker. I like the tropical flavors. I like that big fresh hop thing and the and the little bit of that spicy burny tongue thing. Um, it worked for me. It's a little much. Getting all hops, no no real malt to speak of. What? Well, if you want help finishing it, you can pour some into my glass. I'm fine. Oh, rats. <laughs> Just because I don't love it yeah. doesn't mean I'm not like, mm, yeah. That was the backwoods brewing. Okay, okay. yeah. Okay, Greg is done. Just. Is there a green heat of that? No, I guess not. Just wishful thinking. I think it's. It's fine, and I wouldn't mm-hmm. throw it away to bar or anything. It's just eh, it's a little much. Okay. You know me. I'm not a huge fan of, of super bitter stuff anyway. Took a couple big sips at the end to finish it, and the Simcoe was a lot more apparent. Hmm. All right. Well, let, let's scrape our tongues off with another IPA, huh? <laughs> let's go with... Is this... 
Mylar bags. Double dry hop Imperial India Pale Ale. Yeah. So Mike sent us this beer. 8.8% alcohol by volume. Uh, we get more Amarillo on this one. In addition, we get Citra, Eldorado, Galaxy, you're two for the last one, and Mosaic, plus oats and wheat. This is from Other Half Brewing. We've had some of their beers before. Mylar bags, yes. It's one of the, it seems to be a brewery, at least from the beers we've been able to try. It's just hazies all day. Yeah, day. which is, you know, Brew Gentleman is another brewery that's just like that. I mean, they have other stuff, I do. but... I do. They're, you know, they're big ones are. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so this beer pours with a light head. It's just a thin, wispy thing anymore. Um, murky, cloudy, kind of a light, yellowy, white. Amarillo, Citra, Eldorado, Galaxy, Mosaic. Not much of a bouquet. At least not nearly as much as the off-grid. No. <clears throat> which was double dry hopped. So, you know. Well, okay, now it's coming through. It, it was just, it was, I had to agitate it a bit. This was canned on 320, so it's still pretty fresh. This, <clears> hmm. <throat> I'm with you, the aroma isn't super open. Yeah, it, it's it's just kind of like a, a, a deep orange. Mm-hmm. A little bit of pithiness in there. Right. But that's kind of all I'm getting. I'm not really getting a wide variety of different aromas. Peach. A little bit of peach. like And maybe peaches and cream, actually. Mm, a little. A little. Well, when you don't have much, you got to work with the little. <laughs> right? Sometimes, though, when you say something... Or when I say something, you, and, and you you smell, you're like, oh yeah. Mm-hmm. When he said, I was like, eh, you know, mm-hmm. if you're really pushing it, yeah, <laughs> for sure. This is a New England style, like Jessup. Mm-hmm. Under the flavor, very creamy mouthfeel. Has a, a pretty uh, soft orange flavor to it. It's a little more. It's so much lighter than in, on, on the on the palate than the off grid mm-hmm. that I'm having trouble dialing in. So it's going to take a little bit. Yeah. So for me, it's um, orangey, kind of get that creaminess thing, almost like that. Um, not not quite creamsicle, but again, more like peaches and cream, or maybe apricots and cream, or something like that. Like that. Um, Got a little floral thing, like a lavender or something yeah. like that. <laughs> it's like eating like a big spicy thing and then mm-hmm. going for like, oh, something like an avocado. <laughs> <laughs> nice light sorbet. Right. <laughs> This is what what's called mylar, mylar bags, mylar bags from. Yeah, flight is playing a role in yeah. how we're interpreting this because it's just it's just hard to to go from super loud to this isn't like this is not unexpressive. It's just 
it's not loud. And it, it, it's, I don't know, how, how would you put it? It's like when you, when you um, overexcite your, your taste buds, mm-hmm. it's hard to get them excited again yeah. uh, by similar flavors. Yeah, no, I mean, that's pretty much it. Mm-hmm. Beer's a good drinker. Um, it's a double dry hopped Imperial IPA. Was it 8.5%? Mm-hmm. It hides the booze well. Yeah. Yeah, it hides the booze pretty well. But not perfectly. Okay. I feel I, I feel a little bit of it already. I mean, 8.8, it's, it's, it's a lot. Um, it hides it in, in, the, in the texture. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, that's what I meant. Yeah. I mean, you're not going to hide the intoxication part of it very easily. <laughs> part of that, though, is the mouthfeel itself, which is very nice and velvety, which mm-hmm. helps to sort yeah. of disguise the um, viscousness. As I was drinking it, there was a little more bitterness on the sides of my tongue, mm-hmm. a little more lingering hoppiness, almost, almost like a... I was gonna say sour lemon, but really it's not. It's changed. It, it changed as I was getting ready to say that. It turned into. What did it turn into? I mean, there's a tangy thing for sure, though. If this were a particularly bitter uh, New England, we wouldn't be able to tell mm-hmm. because of the flight. Yeah. So it's hard to say bitterness-wise what it is. I'm having trouble coming up with descriptors because I'm not, I'm just not getting, yeah, my, my palate has been wrecked. Off-grid IPA wrecked our palates. All right. Well, we can reset with uh, some new Glarus Old Brune. What do you think? It's a good thing to reset, but but I still have some beer in my glass. I'm going to try to, 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 to work with it. Go for it. Okay, let me let me go. So I was in Asheville last weekend. Allie went down there for a mini maker fair. And, of course, I did beery things at night. So I went to Highwire Brewing one night and had some pretty good beers. And the other night I went to um, Bamari Brewing, which is one I went to the last time I was there after the eclipse. That place makes a stack of beers. There was like 18 or 22 beers on tap. He didn't bring any back. I didn't because I knew I had so many beers. <laughs> um, you could have brought some non-IPAs back. Maybe. <laughs> maybe I could have. It is 2019. Um, yeah, so those are the two breweries I focused on this time. Lychee. Lychee, okay. Yeah, that's in there for sure. Mm-hmm. Um they're like kind of a bit grapey, a bit water chestnutty, a bit um there's a, there's a tiny tang to it. There's Yeah. yeah. It's kind of similar to dragon fruit. It it's got a little bit of of hmm. some of the I same wouldn't, I wouldn't compare it to dragon fruit. I think I mean not texture-wise, but flavor-wise yeah. a little bit. Maybe. Okay. Um but it's more uh more towards this the, the sweeter end with like a Almost kind of a lollipop thing going on, um, and a little bit of like coconut milk. Okay, 
I'm just thinking I'm talking about lychee itself, yeah. not, not the beer. Oh. Um, so there's there's but there is like a little little kind of coconutty thing here. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm digging it. Yeah, I would say lychee mostly kind of expresses at least a lot of of. Hopefully that isn't too out there for people. Yeah, it's I've had it in beer like as an ingredient mm-hmm. in beer more than I've had it anywhere else right, in my life. Right. You know, so it, it, I did have some like saw them at a grocery store once. You know, I picked up I think it was a can of them, right? And I opened up the can, and so who knows what canned lychee 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 is that mm-hmm. how you say it? I always call it lychee. Um, I, it, I mean, I, I call it lychee. I have no idea. Okay, uh, <laughs> the thing. I you know I've had canned ones they're skinned and poached and you know almost like how like the texture was kind yeah. of like a pear yeah 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 and but it was definitely more grapey more water chestnutty you know more um, coconutty like mm-hmm. you said um, <clears throat> but I've never had like fresh ones or anything like that yeah I don't even know what a fresh one would taste like I had candies that were lychee okay what you looking for. Oh, bottle yes. opener. Whoa, we need a bottle opener. What is this, 2016? <laughs> yeah, we got five cans and a bottle. Well, this bottle is from 2016. Yeah, ah, nice joke. Nice joke. I like it. Oh, no. Jeff is watching his, his beloved penguins yeah, just give up a goal. Okay, so this is our... So our... this beer game came from a co-worker of mine. He was one of those SEs who lived in... I don't think he lived in Wisconsin, Wisconsin but he lived near there. He, he's in Arizona now, John. So thank you, John, for bringing this beer to me at work. He's a home brewer, beer geek. New Glarus out of Brune. 2016. I initially smelled something a little off there, but I don't. No, it's gone I, now. I, I smell. It was just a little tart, transient. The cherries, the tobacco, the. This I remember was a pretty exceptional beer when we uh, when we had it on the show. Oh, that's weird. What is that? There's a Asian pear. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. Asian pear is a little bit sweeter, and uh, but also a little, well, eh, mostly sweeter. <laughs> mostly sweeter than, than American pears. Yeah, it depends on, like, if you take the or yellow European ones, pear. what are the yellow ones called? They're, uh, yeah, they're not Bartlett's. Not, not much of my pear yeah. thing. Oh, okay. We get pears in the uh, fruit basket thing at work every week, and pears are usually my go-to. A little, a little pruny? Mm-hmm. Dates, of course. Dates. Mm-hmm. This one's super expressive on the yeah. nose. And it's all these great fruits. Mm-hmm. It's so good. The tartness is in there too, but really it's all these fresh and dried fruits that are all through the aroma. It's got a hell of a bouquet, for sure. Nuclear sold in 2016. The Buck Finer one. <laughs> Under the flavor, the malt, the caramel, the toffee kind of led for me on the first sip. 
Then it got into the tartness. Then in the aftertaste, I'm getting like cinnamon and dates, plums, um, prunes. It's it's pretty pretty fruity for an outbrute. Mm-hmm. Um, it, it it wow, <laughs> especially when I just sort of let the air go over the uh-huh. just the, the stuff on, yeah. on my tongue. Um. The sourness is certainly there. The tartness is 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 there, but it's combining with the fruitness. Mm-hmm. So it's got this. Yeah, I think like uh, it has an effervescence to yeah. it. Yeah, you aren't expecting either. Like a, a like a couple, like a bunch of dried fruits together, cherries and and dates and figs and uh, prunes, with yeah, some sort of ephemeral sourness there too. But you you just mentioned the dried fruits. I think this is like intermingled with fresh fruits as well. What are fresh fruits? Take another sip. I can see apple. Right? Yeah. But but mostly what I'm getting is more of a baked apple. But I can see yeah, a little bit of still fresh fruit. Yeah. It's not dehydrated, mm-hmm. right? right? It's not right. concentrated sugar. Right. It could be caramelized, mm-hmm. right? Baked apples are a really good call for sure. Um, this is not what I was expecting, like for an old brune. Yeah, it, it, it's it's that, that's what I'm saying. It, mm-hmm. it, it's much fruitier and fuller than I would expect to have an old brune. I'd say it's almost it's it's approaching Flandersness. There's something really different from a Flanders. But there's something different. The tartness is different. Mm -hmm. It's not not sweet tarts at all. Right. There's a bit of... But I'm saying the fruitiness level. But the effervescence, there's like a bit of lime soda in here or something like that. Mm -hmm. Yeah, actually, that's a good call. Yeah. There might even be a little ginger. Yeah, yeah, there's ginger for sure. Like a... There, there isn't ginger as an ingredient, mm-hmm. but there's a note of ginger in here for sure. Yeah, there's a ginger ale thing. A little bit. Super light. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say super light. It's there. I mean, it's not It's not like rustic, right. spicy ginger. Right. right? It's, it's Canada dried mm-hmm. uh, intensity of ginger. Yeah, mix this with vodka and... Um... Mm-hmm. Uh, and put a little lime juice, and you got a mojito. <laughs> but there's already the limey thing in there. Right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, yeah. I know what you're. I know yeah. you're just trying to. Uh, this is very good. This is probably better than it was fresh. It's it's more faceted now. Mm-hmm. There's it's yeah. There, there's I believe. I mm-hmm. mean, I have to go back and listen. To see how we described it then, but I be, I would say, at least from from my memory, it wasn't this. I mean, it was good. It was really good, mm-hmm. but was it this expressive? Yeah, three years on this thing. There's like no apparent oxidation. Mm-hmm. This beer is alive and kicking. And oh no, <laughs> I underscored again. <laughs> Even through all of this disappointment that Jeff is feeling right now, <laughs> which. I know what you're thinking because I'm thinking the same thing. 
Who cares? They're going to make the playoffs anyway. Why no, this is the playoffs. This? Oh, this is the playoffs? Oh, there you go. <laughs> <laughs> Second game mm. of the first round. Mm. Okay, so that's a little bit more. But then again, the playoffs are half the season. Mm. If you make it that far. Play 84 games in regular season. And if all four rounds of the playoffs go seven games, that's just 28 games. So... Why does it feel so long? Because it's summertime when the Stanley <laughs> Cup is won. <laughs> Always feels like the hockey playoffs last for two months. They do. <laughs> they go. The Stanley Cup's not going to be one until June. Yeah. And most playoffs are, are like, in, in other sports, just like a month. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's probably why. It, it yeah, feels they like. started beginning of April, like second week of April, mm-hmm. whatever now. Like, well, first game was two days ago. But again, that's because everybody, basically everybody gets, makes the playoffs, right? The league has grown. There's a, 16 teams make the playoffs, but when I was a kid, there was like 28 teams or something. So it was like over half the league mm-hmm. made the playoffs. It's not that way. Oh, okay. There's more teams. So it's not quite what you remember. I mean, the Penguins are at risk of not making the playoffs this year. No. So. Well, good news is the commercial break's in progress, so... <laughs> yeah, they don't show commercials on the, yeah. the stream. But Jeff is still eyeing the... <laughs> no. <laughs> not not consciously. Mm. It wasn't distracting me from... I'm not here. suggesting you are. You, it's, it's weird because it's less distracting <coughs> than, like, Nick with his phone. <laughs> <laughs> Where he just... He, he, get, he gets lost in it. And mm-hmm. you're, like... You're still paying attention to what you're doing, but you're outside. I mean, the only time I was mostly distracted is the uh, second Islanders goal. I wanted to see the replay. I wanted mm. to see how it went in, right? But... Oh, it went in so, so hard and fast. <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, this is... So it's the fermented oak vessels, uh, Hillertau hops... It's really good. It's really good. I'm going to give you some, not because sure. I don't like it, but because you've drank all your sample and I want to share. You're such a great friend. I love you, man. I love you, too. Also, I would just, it would have taken five minutes to finish this. <laughs> <laughs> but while we're doing that. Yeah. Let me turn up your music. <clears throat> yeah, drop the beat. So, uh, if you want to support us, we're what? Four episodes away? Three episodes away from 500? Are we going to do anything for a five? I don't think. I mean, it should. I mean, if you take your philosophy, it's just a number. Yeah, no, and I think we should take my philosophy. <laughs> Of course, now, I. Do. If we counted, of course, I think if that if we counted base five hundred, then like we're at one. Then, it, then it's one. Yes, and then we finally hit one. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, to support the show, go to craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon and buy all of your goodies and stuff like that. I just purchased a uh, Dutch oven, enamel Dutch oven. Oh, okay. So I've had one of those for a while. Yeah, I haven't used it much lately. Um, Heather got a new set of pots and pans that have enamel non-stick on the inside. Yeah. 
So those are kind of cool. We've, uh, our old like Teflon non-sticks are you know, questionable health things, especially if you get them too hot. Right. Uh, yeah. You know, so these are enamel non-sticks. Uh, but you know, I still use the cast iron for almost everything. It's a useful Love thing. Love me the cast yeah. iron. And enamel cast iron has all the benefits. Yeah. Uh, and the, all the curing. Well, the only like downside is it's a little bit harder to clean. Yeah. But uh, I recently bought a uh, robot vacuum cleaner. We talked about this last time or no? Uh, not in not in this portion. Not in the ad. Okay. Yeah, but I, I didn't buy a Roomba. I bought a, a EcoVax. Um, saved me a couple hundred dollars off a of Roomba. I bought one of the Amazon warehouse deals. So I saved even more money there. And the thing is a pretty good robot. I'm pretty happy and I love just like watching it like figure out how to get like unstuck out from under the kitchen table and stuff <laughs> like there's some good algorithm in place there it's pretty neat yeah it was funny the, so this robot has real quick this robot has this laser distance sensor thing uh-huh. and the other day it went by the front door the front door was open and it got a peek of the outside like you could see on the map on the uh-huh. I, on the on the app, like it saw the outside. I'm like, when does the rebellion start? <laughs> I thought it would run away. <laughs> no, it's like it knows there's more beyond its world. He's had a peek behind the curtain. Or you could get one of the uh, Apple, uh, or the Apple, one of the uh, Amazon Echoes and have him listen to you. Yeah, yeah, you could bring surveillance devices right into your house. Yep. It, through craftbeerradio.com. If you're really worried Amazon. about that, remember that the surveillance device that you have on you at all times called a cell phone and the, surveillance, the phones that you've had in your houses forever. So, yeah, don't worry about that too much. But anyway, craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. That's right. Buy a new toy. Support the show. That should be our slogan. Buy a new toy. Support the show. <laughs> I like it. I, I like that. Buy a new toy, support the show. I'm going to write that down. Then you get Adam and Eve as a sponsor. <laughs> Fleshlights. All right. So we have two more IPAs and an Imperial Stout. I guess we'll do a hoppy beer, a stout, and a hoppy beer. That sounds like a good plan. All right, let's do the first one, Walker, next. All right. Yeah, I... I think I picked this one up out in Seattle. I mean, it's not a Washington brewery, but we can't get Firestone here easily. Right. And um, Firestone did a hazy, a mind haze IPA. I just wonder if I picked it up in Arizona. You might have. I don't want to steal your thunder, Greg. No, no, I'm, I'm just, I, I'm not sure. I'm pretty I, sure we didn't source it here. Yeah, that 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 would fit. Where did I must have it. I know I... There it is. All right. 6.2%. What's the date on it? Does it have a date? Check here. It is... Canned on... I guess February 20th. There's a blue dot, like, over... It's going to be February. It wouldn't be... Yeah, so you must have... So, so, yeah, I was in Arizona in January. Okay. I don't remember buying Firestone Walker at uh, Total Wine and More, but I guess I did. It's in the fridge. Unless I pick that up at the local place. Sometimes you'll see Firestone around, but I don't know. 6.2% by volume, 40 IBU. 
Malt are two-row white wheat, torrified wheat, Munich, golden naked oats. Mm. This is the Mind Haze IPA, by the way. So they um, they went for New England style. Yep. Uh, hopped uh, in the kettle, cashmere mandarina. Mm-hmm. Interesting. Dry hopped Eldorado, Idaho 7, Zaka mosaic cashmere. What? And it's a Firestone. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, this should be, like, freaking awesome, right? Let's see. Melanie on the aroma. Yeah, particularly Melanie. A lot of uh, cantaloupe. Oh, there's the bitter. There's the bitter. Bitter, bitter and a papaya. Okay, I can smell papaya. It was hard for me to get past the cantaloupe. I was trying to mm-hmm. like, like peek around, and the cantaloupe kept jumping in my face. I'm interested in the malts here. This feels like a yeah. The malts are interesting, right? Yeah, you got some Munich in there. Mm-hmm. You have uh, and then the torrified wheat, golden naked oats, wheat. white wheat, two row. I mean, the Munich is, is to me like. That's not usual what I would expect. I mean, if you look at the color, it's got to be a really small proportion. Yeah. Huge body. Kind of lemony. Melony. Yeah. Yeah. Kind of... Kind of confusing from the first sip, right? The high carbonation reminded me a bit of, of almost almost club soda like. Yeah, it doesn't really feel like the creaminess of a hazy, right? Or right. New England because of the high carbonation. Mm. The the melon's a neat flavor, kind of tart and lemony in there too. Might be some of the wheat playing in there, giving it the tartness. But it doesn't really taste like weed. It tastes more like a, like a citrus or something. Yeah, I would say there's definitely there's a little bit of of an acidity that's coming through. That's that's probably from the malt build mm-hmm. than more than anything else. Uh, it's probably a lower pH than typical. So they they say here's their. Um, I I don't usually read marketing speak, mm-hmm. but because this is a beer that's hard to harder to figure out, right? Uh, okay. Let them guide us. A yeah, Mind bit. Haze. Let your mind wander. From the coast of California comes Mind Haze, a free spirited beer made to elevate your perceptions. Uh, which maybe that you could do. Uh, <laughs> juicy yet balanced, hazy yet lasting. Juicy yet balanced. Hazy yet lasting, and loaded with an imaginative array of tropical hop flavors. In the words of brewmaster Matt Brindleson, Brindleson, no Brindleson. It's pronounced Brindleson. Okay, weirdly, it's B R Y N I L D S O N. Brindleson. Mind Haze offers the best of what you expect from a hazy IPA. Strong words, but we're going about it a little differently, and that's what gives Mind Haze its own unique signature. We're finally ready to do a hazy IPA the Firestone way. 
it is unique. It's different. I like the melon. I the high carbonation is is weird for the style. The yeah, expect smoother, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, takes away from the creaminess of it. Um, and yeah, it's giving me this effervescence like club soda. I, I wouldn't say that it's it's as like prickly as club soda, but it mm-hmm. the it feels like it's it's taking away from some of the things I appreciate with the hazy IPAs, like the velvet. The wheat and the oats do play a little bit. They could be a little bit stronger. It's it's better than a lot of mainstream attempts at a hazy, but it doesn't feel like it's giving me enough flavor, mm-hmm. yeah. right? It, it feels like it's it's muted, and mm. that's disappointing. I mean, I I want it, you know, if I if I drink in uh, New England, I'm looking for deep flavors mm-hmm. i'm looking for those hops to come through big time and i think they're here but they're not coming through big time they're sort of they're effervescent i mean they're like they're yeah they're sort of ephemeral they're there but they're a little ghostly yeah i'm with you it's there's not much exciting about it mm-hmm. there's a few things that are interesting but there's nothing exciting i think sam adams uh new england is better than this yeah this is better than like Sierra Nevadas and um, New Belgiums. Mm-hmm. Yeah, right. It's better than Juicy Ranger. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but not by much. Not this by all that a, much. This one's a little more interesting. Yes, it's more interesting, but it's not all that better. Yeah, you're right. I like the melon. I, I... the melon's cool. I wish they did more with it. Right. Mm-hmm. I mean, yeah. You, you want it to be stronger and and have uh, have a deeper mm-hmm. flavor to that. So, all right, Imperial Stout time. Oh boy, pick this one up. Oh, that's interesting. This is actually a printed can. It's not a shrink wrap or sticker or anything. Ooh. Fort George Waves of Silence Imperial Stout. Waves of Science is 9% alcohol by volume. They say on their, uh, I guess that would be a bitterometer. The bitterometer? They put bitterometer, but oh, you and I both we know, know that's not right. That's not right. So it would be a bitterometer because uh, measuring device is an ometer. And ometer is like kilometer. And, mm-hmm. and yeah. Bitterometer sounds bitter than. Bitter than bitterometer. Yeah, they call it not bitter. They call it very black on the color scale, and uh, they call it year round availability. Now, if you wanted to go with the ometer, would you do bitterometer or bitometer? I guess not. If you say it fast enough, if you say bitterometer, right? It sounds bitter. Yeah. I mean, to me, it's like you know, kilo and um, and nano and mm-hmm. uh, pico. Those are things that go in front of meter to represent yeah. distance, or or in front of some other thing, like uh, uh, kilo. Right, it's not a thermometer. Right, <laughs> right. That's that's the uh, mm-hmm. 
That's weird. Uh, wait, this is like def- kilobyte, kilo. This is post show. Write down, just mm. write down meter. All right, in the, for the notes, because I want to, I want to dig into that a little bit. But that is not main show content. All right. So the Fort George pours motor oil black. Mm. Tan head is falling down, just a ring around the edge. Uh, flavorful, relentless tongue-tying, they say. Stop reading the marketing speak until we're stuck. This is, no, this is, I mean, it it, it struck my attention. Uh, because I, sometimes I like when marketing speak just goes, like, balls out. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) I wouldn't say like, but I I find it interesting. (laughs) Fort George's long-held fascination with stouts. Waves of silence allows the brewery to explore the darker recesses of their recipe books. What do they hold? Question mark. The possibilities are fathomless. Fathomless. They don't have fathoms? You just cannot fathom it. That's what they're saying. Okay. Uh, Each wave is a unique experience. Mm. Yeah. Mm. That's what I was like. Mm. 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 All right. So smell this beer. Smell the beer. It's the kind of smoky, roasty kind of imperial stout. You get some kind of um, woody, smoky type aroma, as a being as opposed to being a sweeter, you know, chocolatey imperial stout. Okay, okay, right. Yeah, there's like an astringency I'm picking up. Yeah, that that that's sort of like. Uh... Charcoal, so like mm-hmm. like fret like wood charcoal. It's a little bit like beech wood, like for like like beech smoked, some like a smoked meat. Like it's not like smoked meat. It's right. like the smoke that goes into a meat. Right. You know, also so a bit smoked malt without being smoky. Yeah, 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 yeah. And I would say the wood would be a cedar. Cedar, huh? Ooh, flavors. Doesn't bring along. I was expecting from the aroma this kind of Russian imperial stout, like Baltic stout, where it was kind of thin and sharp and and burnt. And there's some of that, but there's a nice cinnamon flavor in there. There's um, the aftertaste is exactly what I was expecting, but in the mouth there was definitely some more spicy aromatic nuance to it. Yeah, there's kind of the a chocolate coffee or um or I'm sorry, Mexican chocolate type thing going on in there. Ooh, that's a really good call. Right, so like cinnamon cocoa. Um in the mouth that's the really interesting part. The aftertaste, it's just tear me up because it's because it's the wave of silence. Okay. Hello, darkness. The the aftertaste is just like an import stout. It's mm. So this beer is not. This beer is disappointing me a bit. Um, I was expecting everything I've had from Fort George to date has just been like knocking my socks off, mm. and this one is just one of those kind of classic, like imported, you know, brewed in England, shipped to Catherine in Russia, and um, there's just so much better things you can do. What do you think, Greg? I mean, that Mexican chocolate that's in the main flavor. I think is it's a awesome. great call. I think it's a really great call because it, it's exactly right. But it goes away so quick. 
And then you get this tannic, bitter thing. That yeah, it, it's more it, it's more tannic and, and astringent than than you would ex- like. Yeah, you kind of you want that Mexican chocolate to stay around, but it's it, it's a it's fleeting, but it's good while it's there. It is, uh, and and then you get the the sort of alcohol warming, which is nice too. And some some nice spicy things too, but yeah, it, it feels like it could be fuller. I think that's the thing. It I'd feels rather thin. it be more sherry like or cherries or yeah, even a little bit of soy as opposed to this like burnt ashy mm-hmm. thing. I like to get some more t- burnt, some tobacco out of yeah, it. The burnt know. ashy thing is killing me. I think the irony here is it doesn't come in waves. It you know well. It, it comes no. in, in a burst and then it, it yeah, goes away. It gives pretty one thing. It's yeah. not a faceted, nuanced beer. Mm-hmm. The game has ended. The game has ended. I don't think the Penguins won that one. No. Not even close. All right. I am done with the waves of silence. Mm. For George, I had such high impression of you until today. <clears throat> well, you know, not everyone makes every single beer, isn't it? I know. Crikey, what do you have there? <coughs> Crikey, Rubens Brews. American India Pale Ale. Crikey IPA. 6.8% alcohol by volume, 53 IBU. Uh, they list some awards here. Are you ready? Yeah. All right. 2016 Euro Beer Star Gold. <laughs> 2016 Best of Pacific Northwest. Honorable mention U.S. Beer Tasting Championships. 2016 Washington Beer Awards Bronze. 2015 Best of Craft Beer Awards Silver. 2015 Best of Pacific Northwest U.S. Beer Tasting Championships. 2015 Draft Magazine 94 rating. Draft Magazine? Yeah. What? They still exist. Remember they did a profile on us? <laughs> still around? <laughs> Look how clear this beer is. What? Look how clear it is. What are you talking about? Oh my god. <laughs> it's pretty clear. That's that's weird. Why are beers clear? That doesn't make any sense. Oh my IPA is clear. That's Wait. not what I'm used to. It's a little hazy. It's got no. a bit of haze to it. It has not old much. old school chill haze is all it has. Oh, well, I mean if you look at the at the mm-hmm. picture. Okay. And you compare that to what's in the glass, it it's not clear. You it's know, not. it's it's got haze. The top of the can was like crystal clear. Hmm. It, it looked like a super pale, like a blonde or something. But as I emptied the can, it got a little little hazier. See, I'm not going to read this marketing speech because it just tells you what what flavors you're going to get, and that's not. When I was in uh, Asheville, we toured Biltmore, and they have a winery on the property of Biltmore. And there's like you could taste the wines, and the I guy, should hope so. The, well, the guy was driving me nuts. I should have I should have asked him. <laughs> I should have asked him like you know let me taste it. You know, but you know ninety five percent of the people who sorry a pirate goes into a a bar mm-hmm. and the bartender says what's what's with the the steering wheel on your crutch on your crutch? And the pirate oh. says, "Ah, it's driving me nuts." <laughs> <laughs> Okay. <laughs> you said driving me nuts. <laughs> I did. <laughs> oh. 
But, you know, 90% of the people that show up there for tasting wine just think wine tastes like wine, right? So, you know, he's, like, right on the gun. Yeah. Like, you're going to taste blueberries. Mm-hmm. Blah, 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 blah. I'm like, shut up. Let me figure it out. <laughs> you, yeah, you got to exp- expect yeah. that. Because yeah. it's like if you went to a beer tasting, you'd be, like, you'd be talking about what you were tasting to the people but that, but we talk about what we're tasting and we're fine with it, right? But, the, the the thing, the cool thing would be if, if you drank, time. you're like, you know what? I disagree. I'm actually tasting it. Or you're like, hey, have you? What about this? You should have. You should have. I just want asserted to to... your own like superiority and and <laughs> drove your nuts out. <laughs> okay, all right. Why are you looking at that? The game is ended. <laughs> That's what it says. It says the game is ended. <laughs> this is a silly show. <laughs> it is. So the aroma on this guy. Multi, like kind of like biscuits and honey a little bit. Kind of catty, adored. Yes, a little bit. That is the title, by the way. So this is a silly show. <laughs> On to the flavor. Yeah, another sip. It, I would say this is Amarillo, like heavy Amarillo on the hops. You know, it just a, it has a kind of catty thing going through it. Um, I don't see what what's. Kind of a orangey. It doesn't. It doesn't go dirty. So, but with the Cagnus, yeah, Amarillo is a good suspect mm-hmm. here. Yeah. <clears throat> There's a little tangerine. A little bit, but it's it's pretty dank. Pretty dank, but at, at least so far, not a lingering bitter. Not the way Crikey was. It's pretty. I mean, it's really. I'm sorry. Uh, Off grid was. It's really dry. It leaves like a mineralness on your tongue. It is dry. I wouldn't say it's it's, almost like a brute. I was thinking the same thing. Mm -hmm. I was going to say I wouldn't say it's brute, but it's close. Um, Just because the yeast wise, it doesn't remind me of a brute. Mm -hmm. But in terms of dryness, it's it's got that for sure. Crikey, it's dry. Crikey. All right. It's almost pilsnerish. I don't know. I wouldn't go that far. Think about it. Give a sip. Give a sip. Giving it a sip right now. Yeah, uh, kind of the CO two in the body. Maybe. Yeah. Yeah, there's something about but the it. flavor's not pilsnery. Not really, no. Like the, well, not like, not completely, no. But um, there's something about it that's reminding me of a of a pilsner. I think it's I, I think it's the dryness and a bit of the body. I right. think it's more... I'm ready to rank. All right, you ready to rank? Uh, well, I'll let you rank, and then I'll decide whether I'm ready. <laughs> I'm gonna put the waves of silence before George in last place. I just wasn't in the mood for 
kind of an astringent, classic British 1700s mm. imperial stout. Uh, the Mexican chocolate that, that was in there was interesting, but it was not enough of the experience to to rank it high. But the Cranky in fourth, fifth place, the one we're drinking right now, it's catty, it's brutish, it's not what I'm looking for in an IPA. I will put the Firestone Walker in third place. The Mind Haze. Um, the melon was cool. The carbonation was weird. Mm. The liminess, whatever. Just, uh, it, it's an okay mainstream. Easy, but they're playing it safe. Mm. I'm going to put the other half in third place. It was probably penalized a bit by flight. Couldn't really get into it and taste it. Or maybe it was one of the more bland other halves that we've had. That's a possibility, too. I'm going to put the um, Backwoods Off-Grid IPA in second place. This one had that really cool interplay of the Amarillo and the Simcoe. And what was it? Eldorado was the other one? Or no, Mosaic. Mosaic. Um, the passion fruit papaya came through. That was, and it was double dry hot. They had that kind of spicy thing on the tongue. That turned out to be a really good IPA for this flight tonight. But the uh, the cellar turd, the old brew in 2016 from New Glarus, that thing was so faceted, so expressive. I mean, I don't know how that couldn't be the best, the top ranked beer of the night, just because it was so much fun to taste. Mm hmm. Sorry, I'm just compiling mm-hmm. my uh, stuff. Continue. That was the number one beer, so I'm not sure what I'm going to continue with. But, um, yeah. So, with that being said, one of the <laughs> okay, beer, I, one I, of the beer stoppers that we had is this kind of wine stopper, this mm-hmm. rabbit. It's a silicone thing with little ribs on it, and you jam it right in the bottle. And there's no lever action to really make it pinch down. And we thought it would work, and we've used it a couple times, and it's preserved the beer just fine. Uh, the other day, I opened up the fridge, and there's a bottle of beer sitting at the bottom of the fridge with no cap on. I'm like, what the hell happened? And I realized the rabbit had popped off. The, the pressure had just pushed it out. And um, the beer was oxidized as hell, sitting in the fridge with no cap on. It's still a carbonation, so it mustn't have popped too early, too much earlier than I mm-hmm. found it. But So, yeah. If you want to save a big bottle of beer, go with the Xylus. Damn. Okay. Uh, in sixth place, I'm going to put the Backwoods, which destroyed my tongue. Wow. Okay. And I wasn't... Uh, I, it was too bitter. Too bitter for me. Okay. And, yeah, I wasn't feeling it. Um, and it kind of ruined my tongue for a lot of the show. Which hurts me so much. Uh, in fifth place, I'm going to put uh, the Mind Haze, which just feels like I it, it, it I didn't taste the effort I'm sure they put in. Right? I mean, I I know they put in a lot of effort to yeah. make this yeah. thing, and it just doesn't taste like it. It just kind of was there, and. Playing it safe. 
it wasn't it, it it felt like like oh there's interesting flavors here but you got to turn those up you got to dial those things up mm-hmm. in order for you know for them to come through in order to get noticed i know you want something that that's that's that that's widely appealable but uh and okay but you're not going to be good in my rankings if you do that mm-hmm. and i think you you the same way right uh in fourth place i'm going to put a, this crikey um, which I kind of there there's these elements of it that I like. There's elements of it that are just like, eh, but I I like it more than the other two. Uh, which means that the Fort George kind of falls in the third place of all places. Um, which it's fine. It's not bad. It's just I wouldn't have expected to rank so high. Mm-hmm. But there you go. Uh, but yeah, the other half. Once I was able to get around what the the backwoods did to my tongue, I liked the other half uh, a lot. Uh, but yeah, the new Glarus was fantastic, like yeah, pretty exceptional. So I agree. I agree. Thank you, everyone, for listening to episode four hundred and ninety-six six of Craft Pure Radio. We appreciate you taking the time to tune in, give us a listen. Uh, if you want to support us, craftyradio.com slash Amazon. If you want to email us, it's Send, Put us a review on iTunes, they always say. For some reason, that helps. <laughs> no, don't waste your time. Just, just... I mean... Go drink a beer. <laughs> yeah, go drink a beer. That's a good one. Good. If, if, you feel, if you feel inspired, go ahead and, and do the review thing. But seriously, don't worry about it. No. I don't care. Yeah. But um, if you do, if you are buying some some toys, on buy buy it a new toy. Support the show, as you said. Craftbeerradio.com slash Amazon. It just doesn't cost you a penny more. It helps us out. Thanks, everyone. Email us beer at craftbeerradio.com, and we will uh, be back again next time because mm-hmm. we're we, still going. We ain't stopping this shit. 